Welcome back to ASMR Quest, listeners. I am your host, John Tyler, joined, as always, by my co-host... Ian Fox. It's me. I'm here, and I'm watching a squirrel slip around on ice outside, John. <laughs> Bring you the That's news amazing. as I see it. Wow. I, I don't think I've ever witnessed a squirrel slip around on ice. Yeah, it didn't usually seem quite much. nimble. It was. Oh, okay. He's a nimble guy. I'll tell you what, though, John. Around these parts, we've got a different kind of squirrel. Okay. I, I'm used to the, the you know, limber squirrels of Massachusetts, you know, mm-hmm. cavorting about tree to tree uh, like a George of the Jungle. Yeah, just, uh, you know, overcoming all of the obstacle courses that mm-hmm. homeowners have placed in their path. Mm-hmm. And get into those birds, that bird seed anyway. Yeah, you know, I would, I would frequently, I remember, you know, in the spring, I would set about constructing American Ninja Warrior style mm-hmm. obstacle courses with you some bird food poles, at the end. Those like cone things. Mm-hmm. And the squirrels. Well, actually, I'll tell you what though, John. I recently did have a great deal of success uh, at my house greasing a pole for squirrels. <laughs> oh, okay. In that I just buttered up a pole. And I was I was really hoping um, that what would happen is the squirrels would you know, sort of try to clamber up the pole and they'd slip on down in a comedic manner. Yeah, they did not, John. Um, they just, from what I can tell, never went on the pole again. Huh? Maybe, did you use you used actual butter? Used actual butter. I mean, I think it might have been a stick of I can't believe it's not butter, but it was either it was either real butter or a vegetable shortening product, John. Huh. I, yeah, I would assume that you generally wouldn't want to use dairy products um, for, like, things in your yard that are going to stick around and possibly start to stink after a while. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. It was, <laughs> so this was over Thanksgiving. Um, okay. To my uh, knowledge, was this at your uh, your parents' house? Mm-hmm. Or the, so this is back uh, in Massachusetts. Okay. okay, okay. Now, they could they could be selling me a bill of goods on how effective this particular s- scheme of mine was, but... Uh, th- from what they've said, it's basically been perfectly functional in terms of, like, the squirrels just don't go up the pole anymore. Wow. So that's a that's a fun tip for all you listeners at home. But, John, it distracted me from my main point, which is, you know, in Massachusetts, we've got these limber athletic squirrels. Mm-hmm. Out here in Michigan, we've got the fattest squirrels I've ever seen. we got trash squirrels, John. <laughs> They're... So these are the squirrels that ate all of the all the jack-o'-lanterns we put out, John. Okay. So first off, I didn't know squirrels could eat pumpkins. These yeah, squirrels I ate... didn't. It was I don't just... think I've ever seen a, a squirrel eat a pumpkin before. That's never been an issue. Well, John, apparently that's what happens out here. You put a pumpkin outside. I think we had an uncarved pumpkin outside that squirrels got into. They are, just... are you sure these were squirrels? Not like gophers or we like saw... raccoons or I mean, something? Raccoons might have gotten a start on it. And it's possible that some other animals got a start. I, I did see squirrels eating these pumpkins. Wow. And I did notice the squirrels all around getting appreciably fatter after Halloween. (laughs) And there's a squirrel that lives near our house, and he's just every day in the neighbor's trash bin. Wow. Just, like, sitting there, looking at us, eating what I can only (laughs) assume is garbage. (laughs) Well, it's garbage people food, so, I mean, it it can't be healthy. That's true. It's It's probably (sighs) just eating some Doritos and Mountain Dew out there. John, I don't know. It's like, um... I'm worried that maybe the squirrel culture has gone south. <laughs> the squirrels are like, maybe we got squirrel teens out here. <laughs> and they've they've got all these bad habits, all these bad ways. I'm worried about them coming over and corrupting the pure squirrels of Massachusetts. Oh, man. Yeah, 
I think we're we're gonna need to to do something here in Massachusetts. Try to try to keep these uh, these hooligan squirrels out. Mm-hmm. Try to keep out the riffraff. John, I'd say I'd say this is a state of emergency. <laughs> <laughs> a term that seems to no longer have any meaning. Uh, fun- Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> apparently um we are in a you know there's a national emergency going on right now an emergency so great that cbs decided it wasn't more important than the price of than the price is right like they just started playing the price is right and cut off just like Trump. they were like announcing like no this is a this is a state of emergency in our country you know it's being ravaged and uh, now it's time for the prices right. Uh, basically, that, that's my understanding of what happened. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Here's a fun fact I learned from the latest state of emergency, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually—I did not have any idea just how panicked and frantic I should be in my everyday life. Uh, there are currently 32 active states of emergencies in the U.S. Really? We are in a state of emergency, John, 32 times over. <laughs> wow geez i've not been living my life uh under like appropriately then yeah i've just been going to work like regular my my regular activities oh god no john you can't do that no this is 32 emergencies simultaneously uh if you've got a bomb shelter inside your bomb shelter i would start building a bomb shelter in that yeah wow i i really need to move to a bomb shelter. i should probably buy a gun John, I'm completely unarmed. If you haven't bought a gun already, then I'd say that's the 33rd uh, emergency. <laughs> <laughs> we all need guns, John. We all need one gun per emergency, I would say, conservatively. <laughs> In all senses of the word. No, but John, that's not. we're not here today to talk about politics. We're here today to talk about how this is, I think, the third day of ASMR Christmas? Or is what? it the fourth? Remember? I... No, I don't remember. <laughs> we were going to do a 12 Days of Christmas, John. Well, I was going to do 12 Days of ASMR Christmas. One okay. per episode. And I think this is number three, but it might be number four. Okay. I don't recall ever discussing this before. Yeah. But I, I may have just forgotten. Mm-hmm. So there you go, uh, Listeners, if you recall whether or not this has come up previously, let us know. Mm-hmm. With a With a number of star rating telling us which <laughs> day of Christmas it is. <laughs> Yeah, so there we go, John. That's uh, that's most of the news on my front. We've got. Wait, you don't actually have any any Christmas a- ASMR Christmas related content. <laughs> no, you want I just want to. Talk about? I just want to inform people. You know, a lot of people. Oh, okay. I think. Well, here's my thought, John. Here's my overall thought. Mm-hmm. I think Christmas is too early. Okay. I think we all we all got to band together and decide just to push Christmas back. Like everybody's been worried about this Christmas creep, Christmas sort of you know stuff happening earlier and earlier. In the year, to the point where, like, you know, the second that Thanksgiving is done, Christmas has begun. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily opposed to Christmas creep, but I think it needs to peak much, much later. Because as mm. it stands, you've got Christmas at the end of December, right? Right. John, winter is, it's not close to done. No, it, like, hasn't even started, really. Yeah, that's like, maybe, maybe, like... Around Christmas is when you first start getting, you know, regular pretty cold weather and a couple of good snows. John, there are months, there are months to go that you've got to live through the sort of cold, dark, horrible winters. And there's nothing to look forward to at the end of it other than, like, you know, 
spring, I guess. Hmm. We... I want to talk about Groundhog Day. What a dumb holiday. Whoa. John. Like, when has, when has winter ever ended in February? Or, like, anywhere close to February? Like, that's just insane to me. Well, so what is that? But, like, the at the beginning of, of February, Day? you think there's a possibility that, like, winter's gonna end soon? I mean, don't they know Preposterous. That... I feel like winter ends on the same day every year, right? I mean, I guess, like, you know, officially, like, the season of of winter does have a, a set date that it ends. But, you know, it's sort of in terms of, like, the cold and the snow, I think, is the the idea that, uh, you know, the, the, the groundhog is going to predict whether or not the, the cold and snow will end soon. And, I mean, you know, certainly there are warm days in, uh, in February, um, and, you know, that, that seems to be happening quite frequently now, nowadays. But it, it, by no means is that the end of winter. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the cold and the snow is going to come back. Mm. Like, I would say February is more winter than January, most, in, in my experience. Yeah, actually, so I was gonna. I was looking up the Wikipedia article to try to argue with you that Groundhog Day does not, in fact, like it's. It's never the case that the Groundhog is saying winter is going to end February second. My understanding was like he's. It's he's saying it's either going to be like four or eight more weeks. But I'm looking it up, and that's that's factually inaccurate. You're correct, um, John. What's up with Groundhog's Day? It's the dumbest holiday. <laughs> <laughs> You've convinced me. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad we've come to come to this agreement. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, like the, the February second is just way too early to be considering the end of winter. Yeah, like what are they? This groundhog, the groundhog gets out of its den or whatever. February second, John. What's mm-hmm. it going to eat? Also, I live in an area that does have groundhogs in it, and you know what? None of them are flopping around. <laughs> Groundhogs don't come out this early because they die. You just you go out and there's like, oh, there's no grass to eat. Well, alrighty, and then they die. John, they talk in that dumb cartoon voice too. <laughs> it's horrible. I think Groundhog Day is like, I think it started somewhere in New Jersey or something. So like maybe it was more reasonable there, but like it should not have become a national holiday the way it has because it, it just does not make sense. No, it really, in the doesn't. regions of the country that either of us live in. Yeah. I mean, I'd say that these regions are, you know, the most important regions, so. I mean, certainly in terms of winter culture, I would agree. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, what, it's California? People in California going to be talking about the winter, John? No. I don't even know. I mean, well, I guess Northern winter. California, they would. It's a very long state. Yeah, it's too long. Yeah. I've said it before, and I'll say it again, John. Too long. Someone do something about it. Yeah, the, the width just does not match the length. It's a, it's a preposterously shaped state. It's, it's like, it's a pretty wide state, too, when you get right down to it. It is, certainly, yeah. It's, it is very wide, but, like, in proportion to to its its height, it it just doesn't stack Who up. Who decided, John? Who decided California was going to be one state and Rhode Island was going to be one state? <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Whoever made that decision, because I'm sure it was one person who made mm-hmm. both decisions, mm-hmm. they should have been fired. John, who decided that Delaware was going to be a state? Well, it's slightly larger than Rhode Island. Well, it's slightly so it, larger. You know, it's not inconsistent. I would, I'm going to go on record here as saying I think Delaware might be the least important state. The most well, forgettable state, John. Ian, you've just alienated all of our Delaware listeners. Well, John, I don't... Do you think it's maybe possible that this is one of those like area 51 situations like delaware isn't a real place there's not really people living there it's like a front 
I, I don't think that that is the case. Like, maybe I'm sorry. It's a money I, laundering. I know that like I'm just kind of sh- dumping on your joke right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm not yes anding. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know maybe that's why I I did have an audition recently for an improv group. I did not get accepted. Oh. Perhaps this is why. Oh, I'm sorry. Sean. Um, actually, no. I, I was kind of relieved. I kind of had decided I didn't want to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> just, it was, it was you're nice. in the in the sketches, and they're like, "Oh, hey there. Uh, you know, what are you doing here?" Just not answering. <laughs> also, I think from that the start of my my imagined beginning of that improv skit, I think it's it's clear that I am not uh, at a current state where I could be in an improv group either, because that's yeah, not a good way to start so. a sketch. No, it's it's really it's really not. Um, but I, I just I just don't want to continue down this path of alienating our hordes of Delaware. Okay, John, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a few hard hitting questions. Okay. Do you know anyone from Delaware? I don't believe so. Have you ever been to Delaware? I think I've driven through it, but I'm not positive. <laughs> Do you know what is the what are like what's the economy in Delaware based off of? Uh lobster or crab maybe? <laughs> now John, isn't that Maine that you're thinking of? <laughs> I uh, or I Maryland Del- maybe? <laughs> I think Delaware also is pretty into seafood, but I I'm not sure. I don't know, John. I think I think I've made some pretty some pretty compelling points. <laughs> I, I I has there ever been a celebrity or a notable cultural product from Delaware? Not that I'm aware of, but like you don't like at least with regards to celebrities. Like unless they're rappers, you generally don't know where they come from. Yeah, that's a um, fair point. Does guess, Delaware have a? Because rappers in it, are like country artists are like the two types of celebrities who talk about where they came from a lot yeah but like no one no other celebrities don't really talk about where they grew up very often mm-hmm. have any politicians ever come from delaware does delaware john have any <laughs> politicians in it <laughs> i'm i'm gonna go with yes they definitely have uh representatives in both the senate and the uh the the house of representatives name five john I cannot. I don't know the names of any of their politicians, but I do know that they have them. What's the capital of Delaware, John? Ah, oh, shit. I should know that one. That one I definitely learned in school in, like, <laughs> fourth grade, but um, could not tell you now. I'm just saying, I think, because, like, there's a whole bunch of states out in the West that we mock for, like, having nothing in them, right? Like Maybe you mock them, Ian. Montana or Nebraska. Oh, Montana's... Got some very nice mountains. Yeah. Well, all these, all the, all the places out west, they don't have a lot of people in them, but they're all very beautiful areas, right? I guess there's probably like Midwest yeah. areas that are, you know, maybe Idaho or something. Or it's Michigan. Not... Well, Michigan's the pure Michigan state, right? John, it's, 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 uh... Oh, sorry, I called you Ryan there. It's got me all flustered. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Disaster, John. You're going to have to cut that part out. Okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to leave in your embarrassment. <laughs> well, all right, then. I guess I guess maybe that's a fitting punishment for I like that you've that Delaware uh, doesn't been, exist. You've been perfectly willing to just, like, shit on Delaware and, to some extent, other states as well. You're just, like, rattling off all the states that are, in your opinion, bad. But then, like, you accidentally call me Rye. And you, and that, that you want to get cut out. The thing that, like, no one else is going to care about except for (laughs) 
two of your best friends who like are not really going to be invested in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself and Ryan, obviously. Um, but 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 that's the thing that you needed to have cut out. Well, John, that's what I you know maybe it's maybe it speaks that that is sort of what I find embarrassing, right? Because mm. I don't find my views on Delaware embarrassing, John. I find them courageous. <laughs> I think I'm saying the things that no one else will. I'm asking the questions, John, that no one else is asking. <laughs> what are people doing in Delaware? I think they have a big seafood industry. Well, I, I, I'm not sure. We'll see how, how deep, John, how deep this lore goes. I'm going to see if there's, they got a Wikipedia page. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Wikipedia page for Delaware. Oh, there is, John, there is. <laughs> this is a, it's a pretty long one, too. Man, they got a lot. Well, yeah, of course, it's a state. Well, but, John... <sighs> It's like, it's like, according to area, it is the 49th ranked state. I assume behind okay. Rhode Island. Yeah, obviously Rhode Island's the smallest. Mm-hmm. Population ranked 45th. Density, though, ranked 6th. Huh. Wow. It's pretty impressive. 961,000 people live in there. Okay. That's more than I would have thought. I mean, I guess I know, like, the bottom is Wyoming, right? Because that's got, like, 500,000. And it was famous for being the least populated state. Hmm. Look at some of the pictures. They seem to have several fields in Delaware. <laughs> uh, Ian, do you want to move on? John, uh, yeah, yeah, you, uh, we should, we should. Okay, great. Um, so let's, uh, let's first talk about uh, something, you know, I think a lot of people have been talking about recently, mm-hmm. which was... The Michelob Ultra Super Bowl ad. That's right, John. A lot of people have been talking about this ad um, at this point, 13 days after the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're not super topical here. We are a little late, uh, but it still seems something like something we should talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, now, first, I was, I'm just kind of curious, Ian, what was your sort of immediate reaction to this? Uh, or what was your experience when you first encountered this ad? Well, John... Um... My first reaction was, I think I was away from the TV getting a beer at the time. Okay. And I came back, and everybody was like, Ian, you missed it. There was an ASMR commercial. <laughs> and I was pretty drunk, so I didn't care. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, I think I was like vaguely aware that there was going to be an ASMR commercial going into the Super Bowl. I hadn't looked into it too much. Uh, it came on. And all of the people who were in my living room immediately turned and looked at me. <laughs> and it was kind of uncomfortable, and I wasn't really sure what to say. Well, John, when you when you become, as we have become, when you've taken up the mantle of ASMR experts, sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a burden that you have to carry. This notion That's of, true. you know. Yeah. Uh, GB also had a, a sim- uh, had a tweet where it sounded like she had had a similar experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I think all of us in the ASMR community can relate to just you know having all eyes on us in a somewhat uncomfortable way when that commercial came on. Yeah, there was a discussion in the ASMR subreddit about this, and the views were, I would say, decidedly mixed. A lot of people yeah. were saying it was like, you know, it was a it was a reasonably well done commercial, and it was pretty interesting. But yeah, certainly, it felt pretty weird to have it in the context of the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, a lot of people didn't. You know, a lot of from what I understand, a lot of uh, a lot of 
people who don't know about ASMR did not necessarily care for the commercial all that much or found it weird. Yeah, that was, that's the impression I got too. Is that it seems like a it seemed like it was a poor way to introduce people to ASMR who were not already familiar with it. Uh-huh. Um, like yeah, most people who don't know about it seemed like they did not like that commercial. Yeah. Um, and then like yeah, just like. You're, it's during the Super Bowl. You're sitting around in like a rowdy group, drinking and eating, and you've got this playing on the TV. Like it's not going to be effective in that context. Um, yeah. Plus, like you're not watching with headphones. Mm-hmm. I guess some people have like surround sound, but like you're probably not really going to get the binaural experience out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like kind of a dumb idea to me, I guess. But at the same time, it did get a lot of people talking about it, which mm-hmm. I guess is sort of ultimately their goal. Yeah. Um, I but watched... I don't think it's going to become, like, the new hot trend in television advertising. Probably not. I did watch... I went back and I watched the ad in its entirety, John. A big sacrifice mm-hmm. I made for this show. <laughs> um, I thought it was a reasonably effective ad. Uh, you know, it is Michelob Ultra, so I'm never going to drink it, probably. <laughs> or if I do, I'll never know, John. It's not... I'm never going to... Yeah, Who I'm never going to seek it way? out. It's like, if you want a light beer... Well, I don't know. First off, maybe don't drink any beer. Second, just drink, have Bud Light. You know, it's cheap as dirt. Uh, no, I, oh, I guess yeah. If you guess, I guess if you want like a light beer. I don't know. Usually, my my go to cheap beer is Narragansett. Mm, I think a Peeber is a pretty good cheap beer. Not as good as Gansett, but that's fine. That's uh, that's uh, tough to say. I've I feel like my my taste for beer has grown a good deal since moving to Michigan, and uh, Gansets are not nearly as accessible as Peebers. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure that I've ever had a Michelob Ultra. I don't really plan to. I mean, if someone is, someone hands me one, I'm not going to turn it down, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked, but, I know, liked, uh, I liked, they, they had a shot where they opened up the beer and they were pouring it out and mm-hmm. you could see a little bit of like a mist coming out, a little bit of a, that oh, yeah. beer smoke. I thought that yeah, was a nice I, touch. I thought it was like, yeah, good production values, um, like. Well done ASMR, but uh, I'm not really a fan of uh, ASMR advertising. Yeah. Uh, particularly during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Ultimately, sort of counter to the point of ASMR. Yeah. One notable thing about this ad, though, I read the. I decided I would go and read what Adweek had to say about it since I've mm-hmm. had so many experiences with Adweek before. <laughs> And a great publication, very well respected. Great publication. Uh, I've discovered this great trick where uh, they're one of those websites where you know you load up the article and then five seconds later it gives you this big splash screen telling you you gotta you know subscribe or log in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Turns out if I just toggle reading mode in Firefox really fast, it'll just <laughs> cache the whole article for me. Wow, I'm I'm surprised that Adweek would want you to subscribe, given that like. All it is is a is like basically meaningless articles about advertisements with lots of other advertisements on the page. Like it seems entirely ad driven. Yeah, it, who would subscribe to that? I mean, so my my impression is that Adweek is something that like marketing people would read. Um, like it's maybe. probably sort of a trade publication more, but it is certainly it the seem... case that like it's good enough quality to be a trade publication. That's, yeah, that's that's the thing though, because like. I mean, I guess it's marketing, which, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't be so dismissive of entire states and occupations, John. <laughs> but they just, you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like most of their articles boil down to someone made an ad, here it is. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this one, uh, this one gave some information about the ad, though. And a notable thing about it is that it was an entirely female creative team behind this. Really? Yeah. And it was directed by an up-and-coming young director, Emma Westenberg, who also directed uh, the Pink music video, which I I think I heard about somewhere as, like, a video that had gotten quite a bit of attention. Like Pink the Artist? Uh, no, no. Or... Uh, by Janelle oh. Monet. Okay, I don't believe I've seen that. Uh. Well, uh, so you go. Yeah, I mean, it was certainly well-directed. Mm-hmm. I cannot uh, fault the director. Um, for any of her work on this particular project. Mm-hmm. And it's got Zoe Kravitz in it, who I learned in researching this bit is the daughter of Lenny Kravitz. Oh. Makes sense. Uh, GB had a pretty good tweet saying that, uh, you know, if you want to do some ASMR advertising, a- advertising, uh, she's a lot cheaper to get than Zoe Kravitz. GB's hmm. um, pretty good on Twitter, I gotta say. I'm a, I'm a fan. I don't know. It'd be it'd be interesting. I wonder how much you get paid for a Super Bowl ad. I would think a lot of money. Yeah, I would think a lot of money. Do you? I don't know. Do you think it's one of those things where, like, no matter who you get, you're going to have to pay them a lot of money, so you might as well get a famous person? Uh, I think maybe to. I'm. Mean, you probably pay people a lot regardless of who you get, but I think like you're definitely paying more for a celebrity. Yeah, that makes sense. There we go, John. So that's the Super Bowl. Let's all crack open a nice can of our Michelob Ultras. <laughs> wow, Ian, that was some incredible Foley work. Yeah, John, would you believe it if I told you I did all of that with the power of the human voice and a little imagination? You mean you, mean you didn't just open or crack open a Michelob Ultra? No, I did not crack open it. Well, John, not just any Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra Gold. It's made with organic wheat. Oh, wow. <laughs> so when you're drinking your shitty beer, at least you know there's not pesticides in it or something, I guess. Or there's there's just a different class of pesticides. <laughs> Incredible. Um, so let, let's move on, then, uh, to our next topic. Um, so uh, uh, Latte uh, somewhat recently released a, uh, a new video, Relaxing Face Exam and Treatment, mm-hmm. Smiley Face ASMR. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really feel the need to talk about too much of this video. You know, it's sort of a, a standard offering from Latte, uh, one of my personal favorite ASM artists. Um, but, uh, I have sent a link to Ian, which directs him to the, uh, 16 minute and 57 second mark. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's an object that Latte is using in this portion of the video. And I'm, I'm just curious, Ian, what do you think this object is? Okay, well, I'm going to watch the... It's a, it's a wooden object, and I would like to hear your your thoughts on it. I'm going to watch this segment of the video now. Uh, you're going to get... This is a world exclusive. My first reaction to the 16 minute and 57 second mark of a relaxing face exam and treatment. Smiley face with closed eyes. ASMR by Latte. Okay, John. Well, so I'm seeing a wooden object now. Um... <laughs> Now, if I would describe this object, um, I think the easiest way to think of it is, imagine imagine that you've got a dildo, um, but it's made out of wood. And there you go, John. It's it's ribbed. Um, yep. I mean, so I'm... Is it a dildo? That's the first and that's the, only question. That's the question real question. That I think we can yeah. ask ourselves. I would guess that the answer is no. 
because it's made presumably. out of presumably yeah it's made out of wood which does not seem like the best uh material for constructing a dildo and also i feel like she probably wouldn't have just like grabbed like like thrown a dildo in this video um i could maybe see being some sort of massage tool but like a weird one well so john i am um I'm going to the comments in the video to see if anybody has any thoughts. Uh, okay. One person has tagged various parts of the video as different events happening. For mm-hmm. this segment of the video, touching your face with two objects. So. Yeah, I mean, that's how Latte describes it in the video. She just says she's going to touch your face with two objects. She doesn't describe what the objects are. Just two objects. Uh, one of them was like... <sighs> Could it have makeup? purposes could it be a makeup type thing i don't see how could it be a massage type thing because it's got that it's got that string john i think that's the thing we need to focus on it's got that big string at the end of it so you don't lose it well john that's (laughs) (laughs) um like because yeah like it's it's a spherical wooden object like cylindrical roughly dildo sized uh it's tapered at one end. Mm-hmm. It's it's ribbed. Like I could see it you using ribbed. like the tapered oh. end for like like applying pressure to like a knot in like for massaging, and then maybe like you could roll it, it lengthwise as like and use the like. Okay, John, I found a comment for which is we're not going to talk about that one object at seventeen minutes and thirty two seconds. So let's see. I'm gonna con- Are there any replies? It does have some replies. Um, lol, what is it used for, though? Serious question. I have no idea what it is. I don't know. Ha 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 I feel like no one is even mentioning it. Like, it's just an everyday object. Ha ha ha. I think it's for acupuncture, one person says. Huh. Yeah, I could certainly see it being some type of massage tool. Um... Doesn't really seem like the most like useful massage tool to me, because like I'm still not really quite sure how the ribbing helps. Mm. I think it might be. I I like the idea of acupuncture. Wooden dildo. <laughs> Wooden dildo porn videos at pornhub.com. <laughs> I don't think that's what you Alibaba mean. John does have massager wooden dildo. Ah, <laughs> oh, you can buy you can buy lots of dildos on uh, Alibaba. Turns out uh, there's dildos all over the internet, Ian. I I'm not concerned about where I can and cannot buy dildos. That's a great point, John. You're just concerned about this particular. Yeah, that's a you know, John. That's a, that's a keen observation. Because yeah, like what so. Early on in this video, she shows, like, a quick glimpse of, like, the various objects she's going to use. And when it first came up, I, like, thought to myself, like, oh, haha, that kind of looks like a dildo. What a juvenile joke I've just made for myself. Um, I'm sure it's something else, and it'll become very obvious when she picks it up. I get a better look at it, and she starts talking about it. And then she picked it up, and I thought, wow, that really looks like a dildo. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I just... Yeah, it... So that, so that really struck me, uh-huh. and I, I just needed to bring it to your attention. John, I'm glad you did. This is, uh, it's troubling. It's something I'll have to <laughs> ponder. 
No, I, I don't know that I want to say it's troubling. I don't. Mm-hmm. I want this to be a sex-positive podcast. I'm, it's a I'm... podcast where we, we don't necessarily talk about sex, and I don't think we're really qualified to give people sex advice, mm-hmm. but I still want to be sex-positive. John, I can be sex-positive. I can still say that's it's troubling. Okay. <laughs> it's the context. It's the, it's, it's the, it's the mystery, John. Mm. If, it, if I knew it was a wooden dildo, that'd be one thing. I'd be fine with it. But I don't know what it is, John. That's fair. It's a it's some sort of alien object. An alien object. Could this be an export from Delaware? <laughs> that seems. I think that's probably the most likely uh, scenario at this point. Could be. Could be. Um. So, would you like to move on to uh, this uh, ASMR video you sent me? I sure thing, John. It's a uh, it's a real doozy of an ASMR video. <laughs> Oh, this was a uh, fairly recent and does not have a lot of views. So we are, this is a you know, we're introducing it to the world. I would say mm-hmm. this is by up and coming ASM artist ESP. I don't know if he actually does have any other ASMR videos. I'm checking his YouTube profile now to see. Now it really seems to be more um, B movie themed content than ASMR content, but John, that's appropriate because uh, this is this video that I sent you is I read the B movie script, but it's crappy ASMR, and you know it's it's basically just what the title suggests. It's this man reading and typing the entirety of the B movie script while whispering. Well, actually, I'm not positive. I'm not positive if he is typing it, you know, sort of in real time, or if he has found a video or has recorded himself typing it and is watching that back to do this ASMR rendition. Yeah, I suspect that he is not typing in real time, because I think we would hear the the clicking more audibly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's just going through. He's reading out B-Movie. I don't know how much more there is to say about it. I don't think there is much more. I think we're good. Mm-hmm. There there was also a video of B-Movie playing in the background while he was doing this, but that was blurred out because it's <laughs> copyright. But I guess not the script. I don't know. Yeah, the, the, that seems odd to me. I'm not sure why that would be. I suppose I can definitely imagine that it's much easier to um, automatically take down a video because it contains B-Movie images. Um, yeah, that's certainly than true. just the B-Movie plot. Yeah, so it probably was not so much an actual copyright claim as uh, just trying to avoid YouTube's copyright algorithms. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, in that case, I think we are all set with the our sort of main content for this episode. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's move on to the indulgence corner. Oh, it's been a while, John. It's been a while since we've been here. It's all dusty now. It is a little dusty. I think we we should probably come in and uh, do a little cleaning up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe let a little light in, do some dusting, a little vacuuming. You know, I wouldn't mind if there was like a, a potted plant here too. Ooh, I think we just, that like, would sort make... of bring some good energy to the space. Here's the problem, though, John. Yeah, if it's getting dusty now, right? Like, we put mm-hmm. a potted plant there. There's always the risk. What if we don't water it enough? You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, like, I, I tend to be pretty good about watering my plants, mm-hmm. but yeah, I guess if, like, you know, this is a pretty neglected corner, mm-hmm. so. How I might do you feel about, about, like, uh, so I guess we could go for a very hardy plant, maybe? Okay. Or possibly, yep. you know, I don't know how you feel about this, we could go for a plastic plant. 
Actually, uh, so I, I, I don't want to do a plastic plane. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess if, if this was, if there was absolutely no natural light that reached here, I would say sure, but, you know, there is some. Um, so actually, what I would recommend is, um, I've got a handful of, um, uh, clippings I've taken from my, uh, my heart-leafed philodendron. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just stuck those in, uh, bottles of water. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they'll root. Uh, and then, you know, they're basically no maintenance, because it's just sitting in water all the time. Mm-hmm. So you just have to, like, every couple of months remember to top it off a little bit. Um, and then you basically just have, like, a, a nice little vine. The hardy vine, in fact, mm-hmm. that just sits in a little bottle of water. Oh, that sounds um, delightful. Yeah. So I think we should put one of those over here. One quick question, though, John. You did you did say sort of in passing that they were going to root. Did you perhaps mean instead that they were going to groot? Uh, no. Um, I, I did not. Okay. Well, that's disappointing. Um, but uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I was really excited to see a whole bunch of little groots walking around saying they're groots. Yeah, I would be pretty excited. Uh, I just feel that I don't really uh, have enough familiarity with the, uh, the MCU to talk too much more about it than mm-hmm. uh just in passing mm-hmm. okay well so it's not gonna group but it might root yeah so i think so i mean i guess that's basically all we had for the uh, indulgence corner today right we were just going to talk about what sort of plant uh, we we're going to put in there well oh. actually ian uh we do have some things oh to talk about uh two things to talk about in fact mm-hmm. uh, i'm gonna save the best for last okay um you know which is the the sort of more personal uh we, we have an email from a fan mm-hmm. and i want to save that for last because you know it it's important to really to savor these moments of connections with our fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but f- before we get to that, uh, we have something that you found actually. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was trying to Google our iTunes page so I could see if we had any new reviews. When an article came up, John, an article, the best ASMR podcasts put out by PodcastPals.net. Um, this is a website that, from what I can tell. Uh, posts listicles about the best podcasts in various genres so like the seven best Mm -hmm. asmr podcasts the seven best football podcasts the seven best uh like business podcasts yeah um so you know we've we've had this long-standing goal um we had this new year's resolution for i think last year yeah i think last year it was our resolution this year our resolution was sort of the opposite now last year our resolution was to become the number two asmr themed no it was becoming the number one because we had been the number two for a while oh, we were gonna become the number one. Oh, jeez, i had well yeah. that might have been our issue john is i was i was shooting for number two that whole time <sighs> oh no so i'm sorry about that well this was actually written in 2018 so hopefully mm-hmm. like you know if if all went according to plan we would still be the number one uh john the number one asmr podcast according to andrew thank you andrew long time <laughs> fan of the show uh number one <laughs> podcast was asmr university podcast yeah. It stings, but, you know. It does, it does sting. It's fair. It's a quality podcast, um, which is sort of, you know, led by a, a respected ASMR researcher, and they put a lot of time and effort into their episodes. I don't actually know if they're still making episodes, but... Yeah, we, we still haven't ever listened to it. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm just you know, assuming... You, we don't want to give them listens. Uh, it, it, you know, Dr. Craig Richard is our number one rival. Yeah, um, they do have four times the number of ratings that we do. Mm. I don't think they have more reviews, though. Wow. Well, Ian, this is a, 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 it's a, it's a It is a diversion. Let's, they did also have Let's a, get to our spot on the top seven <sighs> oh, ASMR John, that's, podcasts. That's a troubling part. We didn't make it to the top seven, but we were mentioned. 
That's oh, I, excellent, excellent. Well, that's your. Those other also, so they have the top seven, um, mm-hmm. and then they get to the other ASMR podcast reviews. Sean, ASMR Quest. Uh, shall excellent. I just shall I re- read out this this review in full? Um. Maybe give us some excerpts. Okay, so uh, one feature of ASMR videos is a dreamy, whispery intro, usually featuring enormous gaps between the letters A and S and M, and then an even longer pause before R. ASMR Quest starts with one of these. Then there's a record scratch sound. Then two guys start yelling at each other. We don't do ASMR, we just talk about it. So what's with the intro, you Muppets? Dude one complains about children for ten minutes. Then the other guy says, but we're an ASMR podcast. They agree to postpone the ASMR bit until 30 minutes in. Amazingly, the ASMR bit is as annoying as the rest of it. Ugh, veto, <laughs> delete, unsubscribe, John. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I think that uh, it sounds like Andrew is a, a big fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad he chose to include us in his top seven... Uh, ASMR podcast. Yeah, you know, it is. it does sting to have not been at position number two. And I guess position mm-hmm. number one, it turns out. I, you know, I I would have been perfectly pleased with position number two. Position number two was actually taken um, by Sleep Whispers, which appears to be a podcast. Oh, wow. It, it's a podcast, I think, also by Dr. Craig Richard. Oh, wow. He's, he's got spots number one and two. So, Dr. Craig Richard... You had to take you had to take number two from us. <laughs> uh, Unbelievable. Anyway, um, yeah. So, all in all, I think the longest review we've ever gotten, and we did, I think, have the longest review out of any podcast uh, in this list. Um, I think you're I right. Out. I did go to Andrew's other um, podcast lists, his, his mm-hmm. other listicles. To see, sort of, is this a regular feature where he's got, you know, sort of the, uh, you know, he, he lists out some of the some of the ones that might be the most mainstream, might appeal to the most people. And he does sort of the ones that are like, ah, oh, this is doing a really interesting, unique, fun, creative thing in its own way. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, I would say that our, our position on his listicle history is somewhat unique. Really? <laughs> I don't think he's ever ended a review with uh, veto, delete, unsubscribe, or ugh. <laughs> yeah, now, I, I, so overall, I think a, a great review, very flattering. I'm really excited. Uh, thank you, Andrew, for including us. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a couple small issues with it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, he does say there's a record scratch sound between the intro and uh, the rest of the podcast. And I would just like to say that that is not true. I do not put in that much effort. There is no such record scratch sound. I like, well, so first, I would like to say that I like the idea of a record scratch sound separating it. Like, a wicka wicka way. <laughs> We're not here to talk about ASMR. <laughs> no, we are here to talk about ASMR, not to do it. Um, he could be referring to the noise that your microphone makes when you switch the settings. Oh, I do cut that part out, actually. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's unpleasant for you, but not for the listeners. Okay. Uh, and then also, uh, along those same lines, um, he asks, he asks, so what's with the intro, you Muppets? And I would like to say, Andrew, I think you're the Muppet here. <laughs> uh, I very clearly, in the intro, have a disclaimer explaining that the rest of the podcast will not be ASMR. 
and that I am about to begin speaking with my regular speaking voice. Uh, I suppose I do sometimes leave that out, but most of the time I include that part about how I'm about to start speaking with my regular speaking voice. But even when I don't, I'm very clear that this is not a podcast intended to trigger ASMR. I just put that little warning in there at the beginning so that people who have the wrong idea coming into it will, you know, not be immediately shocked by us yelling at each other, apparently. Now, Ian, have we ever... (laughs) once on this podcast yelled about anything john it's so great that you you would ask me that because also what yelling about children john when have we ever talked about children or teens or teens vaping (laughs) for 30 minutes at a stretch or teen squirrels teens in general john i here's the thing and i think i think you know i think i know what this is i think it's possible um, that the author of this article, Andrew, he might not understand. Because it's it's a problem that I face a lot, John. As someone who is so plugged into the teen culture, mm-hmm. who really knows what the teens are up to, what they're thinking, um, sort of their their ways, their methods, and their means, it can be... I, I, I can understand that people who don't have that connection to the teens can find teens disturbing, um, mm-hmm. they, they feel like, you know, I am throwing in their face the fact that they are aging, they're getting closer and closer to the inevitability of death, where I am standing here, like, you know, sort of like in the, in the middle of the, the fountain of youth, surrounded by my Nirvana posters, John, <laughs> um, my My Little Pony ironic accessories, mm-hmm. and, um, of course, you know, the fountain is, does not have water in it, but vape juice. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, John. Okay. Well, because I I do have one more complaint about this review. Uh Uh, It's just that at one point, Andrew does call our podcast self-indulgent, which, you know, I agree with. Excellent. Uh Thank you. Um, We are in the indulgence corner. He he does seem to uh, mean it as a a negative thing, which I I just can't really agree with or really understand where he's coming from. I would say that all of my favorite podcasts, both podcasts, you know, ASMR Quest, the one that I make, mm-hmm. uh, and just my favorite ones to listen to are all very self-indulgent. So I, I don't see how he could possibly find that to be a uh, a negative feature. Well, maybe maybe here's the problem, John. You know, I think I figured out the issue. Mm-hmm. These are the top seven ASMR podcasts. Oh, uh, they are not the top podcasts about ASMR. Yeah, even though the number one podcast is indeed a podcast which is more about ASMR. Um, than a podcast which is ASMR. Even, mm. But regardless of that, John, it's not the top seven podcasts about ASMR. So, of course, we didn't make it in at number two. You're right, yeah. We so, yeah, right Andrew in included us in the wrong list. But, you know, That's it's actually, the problem. It's flattering that he included us at all. And I've got to say, John, you know what? I would rank this as the number one um, official review that we have ever received <laughs> from a I blog agree. or publication. <laughs> I agree. It's my favorite review, or, uh, you know, formal review as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not to say that uh, our listeners' reviews do not mean a lot to me, but... Mm-hmm. They, they mean my favorite. ten times more, John. Oh, absolutely. A hundred times more. I agree. Speaking of our listeners, let's move on to talking about this email from one of our, our listeners. I'm gonna just going to go ahead and read it out loud. Okay. Hi, John and Ian. I've been a fan of your podcast for a really long time and have come to the conclusion that I am probably your lo- your youngest listener. Which, when I first read that, did scare me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's concerning. But I... It's okay because of the next sentence. 
Started listening this past summer and only stopped recently at about episode 54 because high school started again. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. Those listeners in high school, I I feel I don't feel bad about anything we've said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, as as we've always known, we're hip with the teens. Of course, John. Um, however, since it's currently winter break, I suddenly remembered about you guys and listened to your most recent episode. Me and my mom both love you guys and think your jokes and banter are hilarious. So keep up the good work. Since I haven't really been keeping up with the podcast, don't worry, I'm still recommending it to all of my friends. I'm not sure how much has changed since episode 54, or if you even talk about ASMR anymore. (laughs) But I have a few suggestions. Uh, One, please bring back Arthur Corner. It was my favorite segment. (laughs) Now, Ian, you might be thinking I'm making that up, but I am not. It really says that. John, show me the email. Um, I I mean, you should have access to this. I'll I'll show it to you afterwards. Um, two, there's a video on YouTube called ASMR Binaural Steamed Hams. If you know the meme, I think both of you will get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Uh, three, this isn't a suggestion really, but you guys remind me a lot of Game Game Grumps or Super Mega. That's a really good thing because those are my favorite YouTube channels. Check them out if you haven't already. Not your most loyal fan, but definitely one excited to hear about this email in the next episode. Uh, Smila, pronounced Smila. Oh. Um... I I'm not familiar with Super Mega. I'm vaguely familiar with Game Grumps. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, so we did go ahead and watch the ASMR binaural steamed hams. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty solid. I mean, it is the uh, uh, scene from The Simpsons about steamed hams that you know has become so so famous and popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, uh, AS Matt R ASMR, which is a great. Uh, YouTube channel name, has gone ahead and just re-recorded the dialogue in a binaural and ASMR-like manner. It's pretty good. Yeah, I was I was really surprised by the quality of this. Yeah, the lines are, like, really delivered well. Mm-hmm. It made me, like, how are these, because it really does sound strikingly similar to the, the Simpsons voice actors. Is mm. this, like, is this an audio effect that they did on the original lines of dialogue, or did they do a full re-record? Oh, actually, that's a good question. Yeah. Because it was, uh, you know, steamed hams. It is, I think, a funny meme. It's a very bizarre scene from The Simpsons. And I think it's one of the, you know, one of the one of the clips that makes you realize why The Simpsons was so popular once upon a time. Um, oh, I'm just reading the uh, description of the video below. Uh, it says, steamed hams, but it's a binaural ASMR video in which I play the roles of both Skinner and... Chalmers, Chalmers, the fuck. I don't know the Simpsons very well. I'm sorry. Mm. Um, with soft-spoken voices and custom sound effects. Um, so yeah, it is re-recorded, but it is it's done really well. I like. I've got to commend AS Matt R ASMR. AS Matt R ASMR. Thank you for being our youngest fan. Ian, you, you you really latched on to all the important details of that email. Mm-hmm. I sure did, John. I sure did. Um, that was a very, but, uh, very thoughtful email. Thank you, Smila. Yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. It was very exciting to receive this email. Mm-hmm. Uh, great to know that we are, in fact, hip with the teens, as we've always said. Um, and their mothers, I John. don't regret anything I've said on this podcast, uh, but I do hope you're not vaping. <laughs> I, yeah, I hope you're not vaping. Uh, don't go back to the first couple of episodes, if you haven't already. <laughs> Uh, yeah, don't listen to those with your mom. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, 
So there we go, John. The indulgence corner, it's now, it's sparkling, it's fresh, it's, I've, I've sprayed some Febreze, actually, some of the lavender scent. Very calm. Oh, excellent. Um, oh, but I guess we should, uh, you know, just remind everyone uh, to please uh, reach out to us on Twitter at ASMR underscore quest. You can email us, just like Smila, at ASMRquesting at gmail.com. Um, and you can also leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or a max rating and review on any other platform that allows you to rate podcasts. Um, but there is also one more order of business before we go. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, actually, John, as, before yeah. that, I just I just saw something. Um, I just remembered. It's actually uh, Groundhog 2 Day, John. What? <laughs> Yeah, it's Groundhog 2 Day. It's the day when um, the second Groundhog, not Buxatawney Phil, um, Buxatawney Pete, maybe, we'll call him. Okay. We we check in, we see he's getting out of his burrow, and mm-hmm. we see if he sees his shadow or not, right? Okay. And you know what okay. happens, right? Well, you know, if he, if he doesn't see his shadow, or if he does, I forget which one is which. If he sees his shadow, we'll say, um, then it is unfortunately going to be an ASMR winter. And if he doesn't, oh. then it's not. Okay. Oh, and he's, he's coming out now. All right. Oh. Oh, oh. John, I got some bad news for you. Oh, what? Did, did he see a shadow? Yeah, he actually came out and um, his shadow emerged from the ground in a sort of 3D form, uh, very similar to a Heartless from the Kingdom Hearts video game. Oh, okay. It, it, oh, it is attacking him. It, oh shit! It has murdered him, John. He's dead. <laughs> oh my god! Fox Pete's dead, John. Uh, he was oh, no. killed by the heartless generated. Uh, <laughs> and you know what that means, John? Uh, it, it does mean that there's going to be an ASMR winter, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Which um, you know, for for those who are not familiar, means that uh, ASMR Quest will be taking a hiatus. A what? Um, I said that really weirdly. I'm <laughs> sure sorry. Did. <laughs> I don't know. Well done. We're gonna take a hiatus. I don't know what that entails. Uh, we're gonna take a break. This is um, what I should have said. Apparently, mm-hmm. listeners, we have decided to take a uh, a short break from ASMR Quest. Um, we uh, are planning to just take the rest of February and March off, and then probably come back sometime in April. Um, possibly uh, still talking about asmr or we might have a slightly different uh format then maybe we'll talk about something else because you know after two years of talking about asmr it's not that much more to talk about it we, sort of, we, we we talked a lot about asmr john well, here's the thing you look at any given episode you say these guys aren't talking about asmr at all you add up all the minutes that we've spent <laughs> actually talking about asmr i bet we're in like i bet it's been hours john hours and hours talking about <laughs> asmr yeah, so listeners, uh, thank you for, you know, sticking with us thus far. Um, and, you know, don't worry, we won't be gone that long. Uh, we will be back in April, and we look forward to talking to you again then. Mm-hmm. Coming into your ear holes. Thank you. Have a good, long winter night. And in times like these, it's more important than ever that you all stay tingly.